Amen. Okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about love. Um, and it was when I was praying about different things to teach and stuff, I heard love and I was like, ah, that's kind of basic. That's kind of cliche. But like, God is love. And we'll read that in the scripture. And I think it's something that's really important and a foundation of our faith. And I think it's also a word that's been pretty desensitized <laughs> um, throughout just our language in English, but in other languages too, I'm sure. And so I really want to kind of ask ourselves, what is love? What is the definition of it? What comes to mind when we say love? And then what is love look like in the Bible and in God's eyes and through the spirit? How is love perfected? And we'll talk about some of those things. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think it's like I said, kind of a bigger topic, but we'll narrow it down. And then at the end, I'd just like to discuss some stuff um, about how how our view of love has changed through this teaching or what we can take away from it and how we can incorporate um, godly love and what that looks like and how that's separate from some of the love that we've seen before. So let's get started with um, the classic First Corinthians three or First Corinthians thirteen four through seven. Um, this is also known as the love chapter. Um, so if somebody can read it for me, that'd be great. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, <clears throat> but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things hopes all things, endures all things. So I would guess that a lot of you have heard that passage before. Um, and in sometimes I see people go through each one of those things. We're not going to do that tonight. We're more than welcome to look more into it. Um, but really that, that last part stuck out to me as I was reading it. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Um, and so... Love is vast and <laughs> can seem somewhat complicated, but also <laughs> simple at the same time. Um, and so I really, yeah, I think it's important to start out with this. And this is kind of sometimes our original context, but love is in the Bible a lot. And let's look at some other passages that um, talk more about that. And we're going to move into 1 John chapter 4. Um, we're going to read almost all of 1 John chapter 4. Um, we'll separate it into chunks, but I believe this is a um, chapter that really can give us some good insight um, as to how the Lord um, is so full of love and how he <laughs> sent his only son. So let's, let's read it. First John 4, 7 through 13, please. Love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. 
So, oh, keep going. You're good. <laughs> By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. Okay. Um, so that part, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So what does it mean to abide in God? And I've been thinking more about that and this idea of abiding in God is being in communion with him and being in having his spirit. And so as we abide in God, his love perfects us. And also when I was praying, I heard um, kind of this phrase that sometimes I think as Christians, we think that we have like a monopoly on love, essentially, (laughs) or that only Christians know how to love or only Christians can have friendships or only Christians know what it's like to this, that, or the other. And we see love in the world and we see friendship in the world and we see these other things. But really for me in the past year, it's been about, okay, like we can see that in the world, but how, how as Christians are we called and God is giving us the resources and the tools to make that set apart and holy. Um, And so I just wanted to point that out that sometimes I've seen whatever you want to call them, non-Christians or believers, honestly love better and love, like I said, love better or have be more loving than Christians are. People who say they bear the name of Christ and they don't really love (laughs) in a manner and they become almost the opposite and really judgmental and harsh. And so what is what does that look like? And so honestly, being perfected through love really comes from the spirit and dwelling in God and abiding in God. And so I want to make that distinction of like, there's love and we can look at it in the way that the world has, but then again, how, how are we going to show that, um, that God's love is different and set apart? So let's keep reading in the same chapter, John chapter four, uh, first John chapter four, 16 through 21. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So there's a couple verses in here that I think... um, (laughs) we kind of compartmentalize or take out, but a few that I've said that I hadn't really read the whole chunk of scripture together, but one of them was that there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And so thinking about that, like, what does that mean? And we'll talk about it in a little bit about how like the fear of the Lord and how sometimes that might seem like it's contradicting, contradictory, um, but it's really not because we're being perfected through love. And if we have the spirit <laughs> and we know that um, another verse, like if, if our God is for us, then who can be against us? As we begin to be perfected in love, we still have that reverence and that awe and that knowing that God is so incredibly powerful. But we also see, like it says, we can have confidence in that day of judgment. So we no longer have to 
fear of being smited, honestly, because we can know that through the Spirit, we have confidence in that. And through God, we know that we can come boldly before His throne. And so if we don't have the Spirit and we're not being perfected in love, then that is kind of scary. <laughs> there is that fear. But as we are, and when I say perfected, it means just working towards completion. I think that's a really, actually really important thing that we need to point out, that it's, it's not really, again, our like worldly definition that we've come to know perfect. It's like the action of being completed, the action of working and um, seeing the transformation. I think perfection and transformation go hand in hand, at least in biblical sense. Um, and then that other one, um, which I've said a lot kind of at the end of a few of my prayers lately, and that's what I was thinking about. It says, we love because he first loved us. Um, and so what does that look like? Like we love because he first loved us. And a lot of it is um, because he sent his son and there's so much in that. But really, I wanted to kind of work through these verses because some of this is stuff that we just say. Again, a little bit desensitization of the word love. Um, so let's go into Hebrews 12, 5 through 11, please. So I think this passage is helpful to kind of back up that, again, there are worldly fathers who discipline. <laughs> there are worldly people who have love. <laughs> there are worldly people who we have friendship with. You know, there are, that we see that in the world, but again, like, how is it perfected? And the father does it um, in a manner that, that really leads to transformation, that it's that, that inward um, spiritual transformation. And so... I also pointed this out um, because in the first John, um, there's part of it where it says, where it says punishment. Yeah, for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So then we come to this and it's like, okay, but it says for the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and he chastises every son whom he receives. And so like punishment and discipline. I kind of want to talk about that distinction because sometimes I think they're... Um, kind of seen as sim synonyms yes synonyms uh, <laughs> it took me a minute I got this uh, <laughs> and so um discipline is seen really as something that is useful that you're being disciplined for a goal or for a purpose that there is um it's not just like judgment or different things that are just caused to bring you harm or that they want to like hold you down it's really 
something that will take you further and that will, um, it'll be painful at the time, like the scripture says, but it's about that, like, transformation. Again, I kind of keep coming back to that word. Um, and so just thinking about the difference between that and punishment and the, the way we view it, and it is kind of scary to think about discipline, but also as I think many of us have seen, like, the Lord disciplines those he loves. And if he just didn't care about us, if he didn't love us, then he would have just, like, let us do our own thing and let us be, you know, led to our own destruction. But he loves and he cares for us. And he says, hey, like, (laughs) you need this because it's going to perfect you. You need this because I love you and I want more for you and, you know, life and life more abundant. And it yields, it yields fruit, it leads to peace. Um, That discipline does. And punishment doesn't do that. And trembling and (laughs) in fear, there there is a time and place for that. But as we we begin to see that God is both love and just, because there is that justice and there will be that judgment, and I don't want to neglect or leave that part out, but also love is not this just, ooey gooey feeling (laughs) and I really want to make sure I kind of push that and something that I've thought in the past when I think of love you know we think of romance or rom-coms or you know that one person or this that or the other like I really had to do some some digging through that and romanticizing idealizing you know love is is always pretty and that's not what we see in the bible we see like discipline we see um moments where we really have to be open and vulnerable and have to (laughs) take risk Um, but we know that those risks and through faith that they're founded on the perfecter of our faith again being transformed by that Um, yeah let's hit the next one proverbs 1 5 through 7 let the wise hear and increase in learning and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yeah. Um, So this wisdom and increase in learning, I think is an important part of love as well. Um, And the one who obtains guidance. And I think also guidance goes along with discipline. That when (laughs) through love... We are disciplined, but it's also that guidance. It's that coming alongside you and helping you discern and understand and loving you through those difficult times when we're able to come before the Father and say, yikes, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and that fear of the Lord, like the beginning of knowledge, again, like I've said, fear um, there trans- it translates to reverence and awe, but it is that trembling, and we do have to have that moment Um, but it leads to wisdom, and as you're disciplined, you start to gain more wisdom, you start to gain more understanding, and again, the Father does that out of, out of love, and so I really, I really want us to think about, like, how, how are we viewing love, and I had also had this thing about, like, tough love, I kind of talked about it with a few people earlier today, and I don't love that term, um, because, I think that that we see like soft love or tough love, but love is just love, (laughs) honestly. Like, (laughs) 
And so there are moments when it's, when it hits you and you're convicted and there are like things that we say because we love you. And we've talked about it here, like when we're corrected, it's not because we hate you. (laughs) It's not because we're necessarily mad at you. It's because, hey, like we see that this is holding you back. We see that this is like not the freedom and again, like casting out fear. Um, So really, I don't know, thinking a broader scope of love um, and not being afraid of love either. (laughs) It's a big thing also for me as well that I'm really learning. Um, Let's do 1 John, not 1 John, regular John. (laughs) John 15, 13, please. Okay, shifting gears a little bit, but still in the same line. Um, We've still got the topic of love. Uh, Okay, so also I think there's this element of love that we often miss in sacrifice. Um, And a lot of love and God's love has to do with sacrifice. And so reading this verse, like, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends, um, just to be honest and candid, we said it before, but like, I would die for each and every one of you. <laughs> I really would. And like, I don't think I've ever meant that <laughs> until like this point in my life, but I, I have hope and I have trust and I know that I'm so hopeful for everyone in this room. Um, and I'm really glad you came, but, but understanding that like, that love and that like trust and really that's like that's crazy (laughs) to lay down your life for someone like that is really nuts (laughs) and I think putting that in perspective is good um and so love is about sacrifice it is about giving things up it is about that like breaking of your own will and thinking outside yourself um let's read here in Romans and I think it'll tie it together a little bit Romans 5 7 through 9 Okay, so there's also love and wrath in this passage as well. There's both of them, but it's saying, like, Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. And I, again, like, that's just another crazy, weighty thing (laughs) that he knew that, like, we might not come to him. And he knew that his death might... (laughs) honestly kind of be in vain in that sense for that person's life but he also knew that there was going to be a remnant and we see that um all throughout the old testament in (laughs) the israelites and he knew that there were people and he took a risk (laughs) and i think that's another thing that i've been leaning in towards with faith there's a lot of risk and there's a lot of like unknowns and so jesus did this out of love because he hoped (laughs) because he hoped that we would come to him, and he he had so much love for us that he said, you know, even, even if they don't come, I'm going to risk that. 
And so now that we've been justified through his blood and through his faith and that we are not under that wrath, it's still that sacrifice of now it's our turn to sacrifice. It's our turn to give up our lives. And it's, again, like dying to yourself and taking on that new life and sacrificing um, some of the the things of this world in order to in order to be perfected in love and that's love is about sacrifice and I think that's something that that I've kind of missed throughout the years um let's go to Romans 9 1 through 3 So uh, Luke taught on Romans 9 a few nights or a few weeks ago. Was it just last week? Maybe. Two weeks ago. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it must have been longer than that. Uh, yeah, I did. okay, there we go. But anyway, um, this really stuck out to me that Paul's like, if I could be cut off with Christ from Christ, if I could not have eternal life and you could have it, I would give it up for you. Again, like, just insane the amount of love he had and the amount of, like, removing himself from it and saying, no matter the the consequences to me, if you can have this, I want it for you. Um, And I I hadn't caught that in Romans before, and I think it's another, like, Paul saying, like, He's willing to make that sacrifice for these people, for the Romans, the church that he's writing to. Um, And again, I know it's heavy and weighty, but again, like love is encompassing that it it's a verb like it is action. It's also a noun. But there is like, again, it's more than just a feeling. I think that's something that I really want to start to shift a little bit in our thinking that it's more than just a here and there. It's like a it's a foundation of of God and why he sent his son and who he is. Um, Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13, please. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, for the greatest of these is love. (laughs) Faith, hope, and love. Again, those have all been a little bit desensitized as well. Um, (laughs) My mom has them like, up in our bathroom, like, stickers on the wall. <laughs> like, every time I go pee, I'm like, huh, what does this mean? <laughs> um, but I, throughout this time, I have thought a lot about faith. And I have really, I've mentioned it a few times tonight, really understanding that, like, risk-taking and that it is the, um, the beginning of Hebrews 12. It talks about, like, the assurance and the hope of things not seen. And to have hope has been such a huge thing I've clinged to during this time and to know that even if the world goes to crap that like God is constant like that whole thing and so those things are so important in my life and I've really they've become like pillars of my everyday life that I that I think about and then I'm like okay and love but then love is greater than those two and those are such a big thing in my life like how is love greater um and again we have that word abide it's like being with God, being like 
within it, being cradled um, by God and the Holy Spirit. And so if the greatest of these is love, then I think we need to understand it a little bit better. <laughs> um, so I want to last go to Mark 12, 28 through 34. Um, this is Jesus speaking and um, someone is asking him a question and he answers with it. Somebody can go ahead and read it for me. And the scribes came up and heard them disputing with, with, with what? We're good. Yeah. Okay. 34. <laughs> and the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, hear O Israel, the Lord, of, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. <clears throat> and the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other beside, there is no other beside him. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to them, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after, after, that, no, after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. <laughs> I think that's funny too. <laughs> uh, Jesus was like a straight shooter. <laughs> they said, okay, like... What is the greatest commandment? And he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with the center of your being, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandments than these. So no greater than these. And again, it's about love. <laughs> again, it comes back to how do we view love? <laughs> and beyond that, for our group and what I believe in, what I've been sensing is how are, how are we perfected in love? And how does, I know last week we talked about the spirit and how the spirit was like what I was missing. <laughs> Honestly, it was the more. How does the spirit play a role in love? And how is the spirit perfecting us in love? Um, and part of it for me is uh, I kind of viewed love and judgment kind of <laughs> intertwined and I used to be really judgmental about a lot of things uh, <laughs> yeah and I just I think that's that comes up in a lot of Christian contexts is that like judgment and they think they're doing it out of love but it's it's really not <laughs> but on the other backhand of that I know our group has talked about correction and rebuke and training up for righteousness we'll find that verse there's a verse in second Timothy is about it um, but, but there is like also that accountability and like out of that love, like being perfected and being trained up and being disciplined. So it's not, <laughs> love is not just a feeling and love is not just something that is about judging each other. Um, God so loved the world that he sent his son. And I think this is kind of funny too, cause I had a friend who was, praying about some scripture and she was like oh like I don't know what to get and she got John three sixteen, and she was like again that's so cliche <laughs> like that's the basic verse but 
I think there's something about it that we kind of have to come back to. And I think for our group specifically, understanding like the foundation of love and how, how it changes us and not just going off base of our past experiences or what we've come to know, but what we or had known, but what we've come to know through Christ and how has Christ helped us see his, his version of love, honestly. Um, so yeah, I know that was a little bit shorter and we're going to have a group discussion about it. Um, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on it, but really love is powerful. It's all throughout the Bible. It's in there like some hundred six or 600 odd times, like when I was looking up in Bible gateway. And so, um, there's different verses and passages that if it comes up, I want you to share, but, um, really the first John four is, um, what I really, I really wanted to get at. And I'm, I think I'm just going to read this last part just to, uh, again, first John four, 16 through 21. So we have come to know and to believe the love of the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this love perfected, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this is the commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother.